This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Prof, for good morning and welcome to Power Talk. See you, Lucona, and the listeners of Thank you very much for joining us. I know you were listening to some parts of that budget speech by uh, the executive mayor of the city of Tswane. Prof, I mean, we are in a very difficult space as a country. Our economy not doing well. COVID-19 battering the economy even much more, forcing a lot of, uh, you know, rethinking in terms of how we utilize our budgets and, uh, and, and and public purse as a country entirely. But how difficult is this for, you know, local government, which we often say is at the cold face of development and it is the most front-facing sphere of government in terms of rendering services to our residents and citizens? Well, uh, Lukona, the resources get increasingly minimal. And it even gets worse as people lose their jobs. Mm. And the unwelcome guest by the name of um, COVID-19 didn't make matters easy. But just going to the heart of the matter for me, it is our failure as citizens, as ratepayers, to make it possible for us to be served. Mm. We can complain about everything under the sun, okay? And rightly so, perhaps. But there is an obligation, especially on behalf of those who can, to pay for services so that in turn we can get service delivery. Because we all moan and groan about that. It doesn't matter who is in the office, be it PAC, BCM, you name them. But if we don't play our part, we have no reason to complain that there is no service delivery. That, for me, is the key message I would want to pass on. The other things I can leave for others to play games and to um, and politics, but at the heart I mean, of it is that. I mean, Prof, uh, the executive mayor did cite this culture of non-payment, saying about 28% of build accounts have not, you know, done good to the municipality by paying, and this contributes significantly uh, to their debt book. What do you think are some of the things that drive citizens? I mean, we can talk about, one, the issue of people losing jobs, the constrained incomes in various households, but broadly speaking, when we talk about a culture of non-payment, what are some of the things that uh, you have observed as key drivers towards that kind of culture? We, 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 it was good, perhaps, and I'm not sure, to encourage people to render the country ungovernable and dysfunctional, to, not to pay for services. But remember, human beings are not like taps of water. You siege them on and off as you please. Mm. There is that hangover is still there and is very strong. That's the first point. The second one, the the reckless discourse pursued by politicians in pursuit of the votes. There is always a temptation that we can talk about that. For now, let's focus on getting the votes, even if it means selling their medami. Only to cry foul later, politicians do that, mm. and. Um, Thirdly, there is also uh, the question of 
those that say out of expediency and desire to enrich themselves, I have here in mind the case of Mutukum also that falls under Swani. Where people deliberately, politicians, by the way, deliberately damage the infrastructure, the water pipes, the water infrastructure, so that they and their friends can bring about their own equipment, their trucks to supply water in order to make money. Lukona, I've said it then, I will repeat. At the heart of our problems in South Africa, not in Tony, is the tender system. Let's start to talk about it and ensure that it goes away and we bring back capacity. I mean, Prof, will raising, I mean, Prof, you are raising this issue of the tender system. And I mean, if you follow as you do as well, uh, the proceedings before the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo at the Zondo Commission of Inquiry into State Capture, the whole idea around procurement seems as if it needs to be rethought entirely or redesigned, in fact. But when we problematize this procurement system, what is it that we are, po- we are perhaps um, envisaging as the future of, procure- of public procurement? in South Africa. Yeah, you know, English can sound good, romantic, alluring, and some mm. also deceptive when you talk about procurement. And I heard the president talking about we must remodify procurement. Yeah. I am unequivocal on this one. I'm sure you are aware. Just get rid of the tender system. Go back to the apartheid system. Bad as it was, odious as it was, it worked very well in terms of supplying the necessary infrastructure and maintaining the infrastructure. The hospitals worked, functioned well. The schools functioned well. There were men and women in yellow overalls maintaining the roads and the rail lines. Where are they today? I know it is a very uncomfortable uh, discussion I have with politicians, but at the heart of it is that. There was state capacity, and there are still remnants of state capacity built on those, developed those, but have a conscious mind that says, at the heart of our problem is the tender system. Mm-hmm. I maintain, in Mututung, people deliberately, I don't say they are saying Pretoria, but people said, and I've seen it happen even in Lipopo, where people yeah. deliberately destroy the infrastructure so that they can get the tenders to repair those. And these are not ordinary people. These are the politicians, Lukona. And absolutely, Prof. I mean, this talks to the integrity of how we implement projects as well. We often see various projects must have social facilitators. And then when we don't see these projects being owned in the communities, being owned even by politicians and citizens, everybody trying to protect this infrastructure. We've seen it with the schools and how they at times can be vandalized. Various projects being mentioned by the executive mayor and all forms of you know capital expenditure uh, that they are putting aside to ensure that they build infrastructure in the city, both social infrastructure and hard infrastructure. Uh, But what is it that we are not getting right as a social compact, Prof, in ensuring that all of us have an interest in maintaining the integrity of that infrastructure once it has been built? Let me build on on that point, that as long as there is alienation, right, from means of production and the products of production, then there will always be a distance. There will be no association. It will not belong to us, it will belong to them. 
The people built schools, mud schools, out of their own pockets, and they associated with them. They defended them to the hilt. When you bring, you build a school with state resources, people identify with that and don't see it as a school built by X. For, then they will be able to identify with it. There is a sense of, the sense of despondency, a sense of deja vu. People no longer care. It's like, yes, whatever happens, let it happen. Um, the, the worst thing is when we, we, right, are fighting for free education, but we ban schools and we ban universities. Then you say the mindset also needs to be addressed. The reconstruction and development of the mindset must also be addressed. I mean, Prof, uh, we also see a lot of talk in terms of the cities across the country talking about the upgrading of informal settlements. No doubt uh, you might have heard even here at the city of Tswade they are planning to do that. What's your take on that, uh, you know, uh, uh, setup on development? Uh, because some of these informal settlements uh, we, we observe, and I have observed at least, are even in places where they, there wasn't meant to be human habitation, but people then, for whatever reason, trying to be closer to work or opportunities, they settle there. Are we going about the right way in dealing with this problem of informal settlements? I think um, those that got it right will tell you human beings will necessarily be drawn to where there are opportunities, Mm. where there are bright lights. Therefore, they will leave the hinterland in pursuit of opportunities. But those who got it right, they said, let's make it difficult for people to leave the countryside. Bring the cities and their lives to the countryside. Develop the countryside. Create jobs there. You know, the homeland system, um, politically then, I don't think today many Mm. people regret the things that we destroyed in the name of democracy, right? There were industries in the townships. There were industries in the periphery. And the thinking was moving towards developing those. We should have built on those since 1994. If anything, we destroyed functional opportunities, industries, nascent industries that we ought to build on. And then we thought we can concentrate on building the cities. Yes, indeed. The cities will get more depressed as people congest, descend onto them, get congested, but they seek whatever little space that is still available. So spatial planning, that's what I'm talking about. Indeed, and, uh, this idea right? of, and this idea of special planning profit seems uh, a lot still has to be done with various pieces of legislation being passed. But Prof, please do hold a little for me. I want to go to Muzi on the line. Uh, Muzi, good morning. You know, it cannot be proper for us learned academics in the country, the, the, the blacks, learned and, and, uh, academics in the country uh, uh, who are today coming on a platform who are now being captured by the system and lambasting the system as it is that particular system. Uh, he is he, he unaware that this system is benefiting his handlers. Uh, I think Muzi, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not following Muzi. I'm not following you. Just get to the point that you are disagreeing no, I, 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 with these I'm, handlers I'm, and captured things. I don't understand. You know, let, let me let me simplify it to you like this, my brother. It cannot be proper proper for a Leonard Kader and that they to to tell to tell to, to tell the nation that twenty that the apartheid system that was 
only giving 25%. That was only supplying 25% of the, 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 the majority of the people, of, of, the, of the population here. It, that system, it was, it was right, and we, we must presently look, uh, take back things to that particular system. You cannot worship the programs that we're doing under slavery and apartheid well, system, okay. under the brutal part. People were, were killed there. And second, second, right. second, my brother, second, I'm, Yes. Eh, 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 second, before we start, it can never, never, can, 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 and I'm not saying I'm worshipping, I want to, to be... Okay, I'm, Muzi, you were about to make a point, but then you're going back and drifting. Tabo, good morning. Uh, uh, the economic hub of South Africa, of which it's in Gauteng, was built because of the gold mines that, that mm. were discovered. In rural areas, there are millions, millions of mines of which the owners of the mines are coming into Gauteng. Why they don't go back to the mining charter where they say they're going to empower and, 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 and develop so that, that they can create jobs there for those people who are coming in Gauteng to, 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 for, 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 for economic reasons. That's the only yeah. way we can deal with this issue of, of shack dwellers. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Tabo. Prof, let me give you an opportunity uh, to respond. I mean, Tabo raising yeah. issues around, you know, it's still special uh, issues. We are seeing a lot of uh, mineral resources being discovered in rural areas, a lot of land displacement happening across provinces, whether it's in Limpopo or KZN and, and so on. Uh, how do we ensure that communities are not left behind as we talk development? Yes. I think the last speaker is the one that I seem to to be moving in the direction I'm going, namely that deep that is by the way coming groomer. Don't ask for water. Don't say I'm going to look for water elsewhere. Dig your bucket where it is. What am I saying? If you go to Bethesford, the towns are are mushrooming around the mining industry. Don't take the money to Houting to develop Houting. Money that comes from Limpopo, that, that comes from Northwest. If there are mines in the Northwest, let the people be the beneficiary. Let's see the mm. infrastructure, the institutions being built, the hospitals being built, like the Royal of Uke. I mean, that's a good example. That's what Africa can learn from. I think that's the first one. Let's go back to the the, the, the first person. I think yeah. he, the name is Muzi. I think yes, he Muzi. still needs to spend a lot of time in the classroom. That's number one. Number two, he needs to travel the world. People who talk to me like that, I understand that maybe if we just to go to Masikeng and mm. ask them about what Mangope represents today, after 27 years of experimentation with the ESC, if he goes to Umpata, which I'm familiar with, relatively speaking, and I tell them that 27 years of democracy has yielded a much better life for them. I'm sorry, you'll find a different story. We are not glorifying apartheid. But we I was are about to get to that, Prof, to say, how do we make those, you know, points of discussion without seemingly saying you want things to return back to pre-1994 under apartheid? Yes, I think, and it's not complicated. When you are somehow mentally obsessed with the idea that everything was wrong under apartheid, then of course you'll think that way. Let me tell Muzi, it was O.R. Tambo, the president of the ANC, who said, not everything that the enemy does is wrong. You will have to learn from him and take some of his tactics in order to move forward. 
I think, Prof, I think, Prof, that might be a good point to leave it. Unfortunately, I have to go to news headlines, but thank you so much for joining us this morning. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.